is Mickey Wright, and I want to welcome you to Beauty Superstars Talk, your backstage pass to experts in beauty. I believe success leaves clues, and if you want to be the best, you have to hang out with the best. This podcast allows you to do just that. I've spent my career as an award-winning hairstylist, independent educator, and salon coach who's helped tens of thousands to get more clients and make more money. I was also one of the first African-American owners of a full-service salon and day spa in the country. In short, I love beauty, business, and peeking backstage. If that sounds like you, I invite you to join me each week as I bring you the best and brightest Black artists and entrepreneurs in the beauty industry to share their stories, leave you with tips, tricks, and insights to take your business to the next level, and to take you backstage in their part of the industry. So if you're ready, let's go. Hi there, my name is Mickey Wright, and I want to welcome you to Beauty Superstars Talk, your backstage pass to experts in beauty. And I want to share a little story with you um, to get started for today. Um, many years ago, it's like I went window shopping, and I want you to notice I said window shopping at a high-end department store, and I saw a beautiful dress. And keep in mind, I'm tall, and not many dresses really fit me well. So the sales lady, and I'll call her Sarah, um, she suggested that I try it on. So, you know, for me, it was like, okay, it can't hurt. Um, me in the dressing room is like, oh, this fits kind of nice. I like this. Then Sarah comes back and says, that dress looks beautiful on you. And do you have somewhere to wear it? And I was like, no. And she's like, well, that's the perfect time to get it because you know how hard it is to find something that you like when you're looking for it. Me. Okay, ring it up, please. <laughs> and I'm sure we've had some kind of version of this while we're out shopping. But there were several times in that scenario that I easily could have walked out with nothing. And if it hadn't been for Sarah, I most likely would have. Um, so what made that experience stand out from other shopping trips? What actually made it memorable? One, she was very genuine and not pushy. Um, for two, um, she suggested that I try it on, getting me to get attached to it and see that it actually did fit. And the equivalent for us in the salon is having our clients touch and feel and smell our salon products where they start to get attached to them. It's like, oh, this is nice. I'd like to have this. And three, the quick and very real comeback. When I said I didn't have anywhere to wear it, um, it that's the mark of a professional. She was prepared for pretty much any objection. Yeah. And... Four, was I mad that I bought it? Maybe that I spent more than I was planning to because I really wasn't planning to spend anything. No, I absolutely love that dress. I walked into a few rooms with it with confidence, knowing that I looked fabulous. And five, I knew even then that Sarah was special. And it's amazing to me that I even remember that story all these years later. She was a person who stood out. So what would happen to our beauty businesses if our clients left out of our salons with a bag in their hand, excited about their purchases, even though they may have spent a little more than they planned and they left knowing that you were something special. So professional, prepared, caring about their hair, skin and nails, even after they leave the salon, that's not just another what I call order taker hairstylist. And that's actually what tonight is for. Um, it's the last segment of our month of winning the retail game. And I'm so honored to talk with my special guest tonight, who's a salon product distributor, executive with a hair care manufacturer, trade show producer of the Mainstream Hair and Beauty Expo, and successful author. 
here with his latest book called Shut Up and Close the Deal. And it's um, none other than Mr. Thomas Fawcett. So I'm super excited that he's here. But before I formally introduce him and get started, you know, with us hearing about his stories and all the tips that he has to share with us about selling and becoming that that standout like Sarah was for me. Um, I want to let you know why I'm so excited and honored to be here tonight, um, because each and every week I bring you some of the best and brightest black artists and entrepreneurs in the beauty industry to share their stories and actually take you backstage in their world. My name again is Mickey Wright, and I want to invite you to subscribe to our new Beauty Superstars Talk podcast. Um, we're currently on the Podbean site and app, and I'll put it um, so it'll scroll below as well. But um, soon it'll be on all your favorite podcast sites, including Apple, Spotify, and more. And if you're joining us on YouTube, you know, I want to invite you to subscribe there and ring the bell so you won't miss an episode. So I actually started Beauty Superstars Talk as an opportunity to celebrate Black artists and entrepreneurs who are excelling in the beauty industry and to preserve our history and to encourage entrepreneurship in our industry. So I've had the pleasure of doing almost everything you can do in the beauty industry, including becoming an award-winning hairstylist and educator, helping thousands of hairstylists and salon owners to get more clients and make more money. And I'm also second generation in the industry. My mom is in the industry as well as my sister. And I was also one of the first African-American owners of a full service salon and day spa in the country. So you basically could say that I really love the beauty industry. And Beauty Superstars Talk was actually born out of the tragic murder of George Floyd and all of the racial tensions that erupted afterwards. Um, it all quickly spilled into the beauty industry, which after churches is still one of the most segregated industries in the country. So during that time, I actually had the honor to attend a couple of Zoom calls um, where some black top black artists, um, we were all made, able to meet each other and share our stories and for many, there was pain over subtle and not so subtle racially charged events, but because they were on that call, they didn't let it stop them. And I left there feeling so inspired and with a sense that people just have to hear these stories. And so I've actually expanded my platform to provide a safe space for black artists to tell their own stories without any other narr narrative. So we're here to inspire, to educate, and to heal our beloved industry. And without further ado, I want to welcome my guest and share just a little bit about him before we jump right into hearing his story and how we can shut up and sell. <laughs> so um, let me share a little bit of his bio with you. Thomas B. Fawcett Jr. has dedicated the last 20 years to sharing his knowledge with others. He received his education in government studies and majored in political science at Norfolk State University in Norfolk, Virginia, and continued his education at North Carolina A&T University in Greensboro, North Carolina. Got to give a shout out for North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> and so while in college, um, he was employed by the United States Postal Service and quickly moved into a management position of supervisor customer service and he managed the day-to-day -day operations of 50 to 75 employees a day, as well as marketing and budgeting to meet the Postal Service's financial goals. Um, with a demanding career, Thomas was an entrepreneur at heart. Over the years, he'd successfully owned and op operated Fawcett Daycare and was a franchise owner of Coverall of the Carolinas, a franchise owner of Janneking, and owner and operator of Imperial Cleaning and Fawcett Vending Services. 
And as he was introduced to the hair care industry seven years ago in, in Tampa, Florida, he researched and discovered the need for quality products. He also discovered that 98% of the stylists had no formal business training or knowledge on life after the chair. Due to Thomas's desire to help others, he immediately seized the opportunity to sell hair care products and opened his business under the name of Fawcett Distribution. His vision was to help people launch a successful business. And after two years, he took an early retirement from the U.S. Postal Service to dedicate 100% of his time to helping stylists grow and develop. And in 2008, um, he formed an elite technician team to become some of the industry's top stylists. Um, armed with information about business, retirement, and marketing, his team began spreading the word to other stylists. And feeling like it still wasn't enough, he authored a step-by-step -step empowerment book that taught stylists the how-tos of being a salon owner, booth renter, and preparation for life beyond the chair retirement. This book was later published as Salon Success for Salon Owners and Stylists. And um, one of the biggest problems um, they faced or he saw us facing in the industry was the lack of avail available professional education venues where stylists and barbers could further their education. After a year and a half of planning, they birthed a solution by forming the Hair and Beauty Expo with the foundation being education. Mainstream Hair and Beauty Expo made its smashing debut in 2013 at the Tampa, Florida Convention Center. And I'm grateful to say that I was there. And so um, it was a fabulous show and continued to grow it. So congratulations on that. And at the expo, Thomas was introduced to Draga Laboratories, LLC, the manufacturers of basic hair care, a company that was God sent. In May of 2014, uh, a successful partnership was born. Thomas realized that Draga Laboratories embraced his passion for the industry and recognized Tom and they recognized Thomas's strength and like minded spirit to empower the beauty industry. He was hired as a sales executive, promoted to regional manager, and then promoted to director of distribution. He currently serves as vice president of sales. And whoo, that's a lot, Thomas. Yes, I was <laughs> talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's different when you're hearing it, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah. So you didn't start out in the beauty industry, as we shared, no. and you're not a cosmetologist or a barber. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. <laughs> so, run. what'd you say? If you see me doing somebody's hair, run. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so, tell us, like, what attracted you to the beauty industry in the first place? It Out was, of all the industries you could have chosen and did choose, <laughs> right? It, it was it was a situation where I was in transition. As you were sharing my uh, bio, I've mm -hmm. always had that entrepreneurial spirit, and um, and it was, I was looking for a transition. Uh, okay. ran to a college friend of mine who was uh, in the industry, introduced me to it. And I was like, I, I, I like the, the personal relationships that were established at the time when I was coming in. And, and when you're working in the government, a lot of times it's just strictly about numbers. You can't really see right. the, the right. results of your work. And so in the beauty right. industry, uh, when I saw, I was like, man, I could really make a difference here and see the results. Yeah. I, I just went full head with it. I fell in love with it. I, I love <laughs> the barbers. It, it, it felt like home. It felt warm. It felt like wow. Home. Yeah. Well, well, the beauty industry is definitely grateful that you chose us uh, <laughs> to share with us. 
And you have had like a unique experience with hairstylists because you get to, you know, connect with us, like you say, kind of that one-on-one and yeah. on a weekly basis or monthly basis, whatever the time frame might be. So what, you know, in terms of, of our business, since you are a business person and business background, sales background, we're going to definitely talk about the book, but just in, you know, in terms of the needs that you saw when you came into the industry and, and, you know, if they're still here or what have you, what are you right. seeing from your observation point? It was, I, I what I observed, but I, I would like to say that it has gotten a little better. Uh, but when I first came in, a lot of the professionals treated it as a hobby. So when it came to what really stood out to me and kind of made me cringe a little bit is always use the analogy that stylists and barbers uh, would buy retail like Girl Scout cookies, you know, if their clients wanted a product, mm. it was like they would put them on hold. It was like, hey, give me the money now. I got to contact the distributor. Let me get it from him. And then I get back to you. Mm. Uh, instead of, you know, it was like they was lacking the confidence to say, hey, I know I want six. I want to be prepared. When you walk into Walmart or you walk into some of these franchise salons, I mean, you can't see the wall be <laughs> because of the retail that's up there. Because they're showing you they're confident in whatever it is that they're using, that they're going to sell it. So right. that was one of the things that stood out to me, that uh, the retail aspect and then also how uh, the preparation for the future, some stylists would not buy. I thought people should buy gallons or multiple back bar products. Mm -hmm. Unless you're about to retire in two weeks, I get it. Hey, I just need enough to get me through. But when you're just ordering enough, when I seen them ordering just enough, to um, to achieve their hair services just for the people they had on their books, let me know that they weren't even preparing themselves for new clients. Okay, right. I have enough food to get me through the six on my books, but suppose you get two walk-ins, what are you going to do? So right. that's what made me say, hey, I mean, it was other things, but that's what stood out to me from the business uh, part of it that made mm -hmm. me say, I need to do something. I, I need to simplify something and show them this uh you're sitting on a huge money making machine here you just haven't been taught how to go about doing it um to do that right right yeah it, it definitely sounds like um you're probably stepping on a few toes tonight <laughs> <laughs> and um tell us like you know with um with covid i guess that okay. That was a time when I really saw you and I knew I wanted to, you know, meet with you, yeah. with you about, you know, the things that you were doing during that time. You know, we were all completely unexpected, yeah. out of the blue, you know, yeah. just punched, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're shut down. You can't do hair anymore. Right. And of course, we had, you know, people who were trying to risk their lives going out because they just felt like I have got to do this. I got to do something. I got to work. And you I saw on social media so much going, you know, with your clients, taking them and walking them through another avenue. So share with us, you know, what that looked like for you and how you, you know, thought about it. Because a lot of us, you know, went into shutdown with our minds as well yeah. as shut down being inside. So what was it for you that kind of sparked? I can, here's an opportunity I can help people. Yeah, it was sure. Um, I freaked out like everybody else did. I mean, you know, I, I looked at COVID as, okay, give it about maybe 30 days and we should be back to normal. So I was, I was with everyone else. But just as, uh, you know, experience also has taught me too that you have to prepare for the worst, even the unforeseen. You don't know what's coming. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, if it does last 30 days, 
we typically don't feel the effects until maybe 60 to 90 days later. So if you, for instance, just ran out of money today, you really would not feel it until maybe 60 to 90 days later that you didn't make money in November. It's January when it really hits you. So I knew I needed to do something. Uh, I definitely commend uh, Draga uh, Laboratories for having the uh, hand sanitizer available. So mm -hmm. that gave me a foundation said, okay, I could at least do something but what really got my wheels going is because, like I mentioned before, one thing I liked about the beauty industry and the barber industry is that this is family to me. So I'm like, if I'm not eating, my sister and brothers aren't eating. Right. Uh, and not everybody can handle stress and pressure. Some people just freak out and just they just wait for something to happen. Like somebody's going to do something to help me. And, and as again, history shows us that you're going to have to help yourself or we're going to have to come together and help one another. Mm -hmm. uh, I had established a uh, online program with basic where we could ship products to you. And the cool thing about being from the post office, I know that post office was <laughs> not shut down. Right. I, said, I said, out of anything, I said, the world coming to the end of that post office shut down. <laughs> Seven day a week operation. Right. So I immediately just say, you know what? This is going to be an opportunity for me to do two things. One, I've always really tried to push people to retail and how they need to communicate with their clients. So I was like, everybody was using Zoom, was getting familiar with Zoom, had been doing live. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna put some packages together, mm -hmm. show my clients, look, this is what I've been saying the whole time, but this is gonna make it even sweeter. All you need to do is, you know, walk them through how to do a Zoom class or, or, or a live class, even if it was just a conference call. Mm -hmm. And I said, each client, especially you stylists, I love the stylists too, who kept all the documentation and the books on each client, because when that client left before everything got shut down, you knew that Mrs. Jones' hair was thinning. So guess what? We're going to talk to Mrs. Jones about the product she needs to maintain her hair until the salon opens up. And I'm going to allow the stylist to, instead of you spending your money, I'm going to ship it directly to your client. You're going to actually be able to see the profits immediately so we, your clients don't put in an order they're going to pay it they're going to pay you and you just pay me your regular discounted price as a professional and i knew it would be a success but i didn't know how big of a success it is mm -hmm. because all of a sudden i had clients who i had not talked to in a long time as you said nikki was watching social media had seen me and was like thomas you have no idea what are you doing what do you have going on and it meant so much to me because we all was able to eat a lot of them, including myself, have made more money during the pandemic than I did before the pandemic. So just coming together, you know, praying, you know what I'm saying, and, and praying for that peace and, and having that uh, that thought process of saying, okay, let's sit still, let's get quiet, let's shut up, let's let this thing process. How can we execute this where everybody wins? The client won because they got the products they need. And actually a lot of relationships between stylists and their clients and barbers and their clients became whole because most of the time when you're in a salon so much stuff is going on you're not able to build that that bond mm -hmm. that you should have that i feel like every stylist and barber should have so i think a lot of good things came out of COVID. i know some bad things came out of it but some good things came out of it but uh as you said mickey i i just hit the ground running and i think it just set fuel to a lot of people that i was affiliated with and they went running as well so it was mm -hmm. It was awesome. I'm still excited about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, I I love how you said like it was the same things that you had been talking about prior right. to. 
Yeah. And, you know, I feel like that from a business standpoint, that that was the same. So tell us, you know, it's like we know kind of why the reception may have been different, but what was clicking different for the stylist in their head as far as like that little, you know, for me, it's a little nudge that says, I could do that, you know, like maybe, you know. <laughs> I think it's two things. The fear of, like I said, when it comes to retailing, a lot of times people are scared to gamble with their money, especially during hard times. Right now, we, we were at a time where people was like, hey, I'm using $5 as an example, but this is my last $5. And mm-hmm. Am I willing to put it all on products and, and gamble on it? So I, what I was able to do was to take that fear. So that's what the I think the click was, one, people had realized, okay, I'm down to like my last savings account here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times as you would hear that analogy saying that the um, – uh, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. I don't know if you ever heard that. So it was. It took for people to get down to almost their last dollar or no dollars at all to say, "Hold on, okay, now I'm ready to listen." Now, what what do you, what do you have to say again, Thomas? Uh, and, and it's okay because I get it. We we've all been there. I was like that, you know, coming up. I didn't I didn't listen to you until I got in trouble. Then it's like, oh, okay, I, I want to listen to you now. Right. So that's what clicked with a lot of the people that I talked to that. It was some really tough times. And at that particular time, I was glad that I was in position because it is during these times like this, sometimes you have people that will take advantage and, and seize the opportunity to strip you of everything because they know you're willing, you're willing just to grab a hold of anything just for help. Uh, right. So that's what I felt like was a defining moment. It took for some people to get down to their last nickel mm-hmm. and say, hey. And then once I took the fear out of saying, you don't even have to spend your own money. Just have your client talk to your client. You have all the tools. You're on your phone anyway. Yeah. Just have a webinar, and and I'll take it from there. And a lot of times, I would have been there too to help them out, to help them sell. And when they saw it, that was like, oh! And then it just took off. Some people didn't yeah. even know they had it within them until they were challenged. Yeah. So with you know the style is kind of making the shift. Like, okay, well, I need to do something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of it had to do with your prior relationship with them. True, true. And um, but what was it like for them to see the clients actually purchase? That was um, they got excited. The reason why I'm aware of that because of the phone calls I got. Thomas, I can't. Believe, I need more. I, you know, I I need. I have six more clients, and it was like kids at Christmas. I mean, they was just so excited. Uh, and like I said, just did not know that they had all the tools and everything they had, they was blessed with everything they needed to do to be successful. Mm-hmm. They just had not been challenged. And some people don't know how to challenge themselves, if, if that's said correctly. So it took for that challenge to happen. But the response from that client, uh, I've seen people grow. So not only the response from their current clients, but I've seen where <laughs> some people may have lost their clients to other people who took the bull by the horns and went on social media and started educating and and some other people clients was like, man, my stylist or barber don't do that, right? And, and jump ship. So I I see growth during this pandemic for some salons mm-hmm. with some old stylists and some um, lost doing that, uh, right? They panic and they just you know was waiting for something to happen. And and in times like this, when it gets tough, you have to act. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to show people. Right, right. Well, I think you did a fabulous job. And I love your, your quote. I'm, I've got the book out um, on number nine, um, which is no profit, no excuses. It uh, says someone always profits during a crisis. And I yeah. love that. Yeah. 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 
and, and that's what I was talking about right there. I mean, in times of war, guess what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough, but somebody got to sell bullets. Somebody, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. Uh, somebody got to sell medical equipment. And right. in this case, even during tough times, it, it, at least in the United States, mm-hmm. people are more mindful of their, you know, health, you know, cosmetic wise. We want to look good, want to smell right. good, you know, so. Right. This is our yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting because I was, um, you know, obviously involved with the beauty industry because I really wanted to just kind of calm people's nerves. Like, okay, yeah. calm down. It's like you can't make really good condition cut decisions, like you say, you know, without shutting up and right, right, right. You know, running around in a panic like a chicken with your head cut off is yeah. not going to help you make a good decision about what to do next. And so, you know, calm down, slow right. down, shut up, you know, <laughs> all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> were key, but at the same time, it's like I was involved with some um, folks that were in the uh, real estate investing communities. Yeah, and those calls were totally different. You know, where they were looking for that upside and looking for like, okay, this is what we need to do in order to you know help the people right now. This is yeah. what, what we're looking at in six months and twelve months. You know, we don't know what it is, but it's like we are positioning ourselves to be profit in profit right. mode. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I thought it was just really wild, almost like where your head's looping around, like, right. okay, these people over here are saying this and these people over here. Are, right. you know. <laughs> so I think, you know, just, you know, having that, that calm and, you know, like you say, you were freaking out, but it's like, you still were able to gather yourself and Correct. solution, which is what all business is really about. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, like with the clients, um, talk to us, I guess, a little bit about like online sales. Like this is, you know, from what I've read more with, you know, almost a one-on-one type of exchange yeah. and in-person exchange, like I was, yeah. you know, in the store. Um, and so how does that translate a little bit to when we're online? Because, you know, we don't know, but it's like the numbers are not going in the right direction. Everybody's flocked to the airport when they said stay home and, you right. know, don't know what's coming but we may be in for another lockdown so what do we need to know as far as like online yes uh great question um and that was something i had to make a shift because even with writing a book i was writing it pre-covid and Mm -hmm. i had to shift in the middle of about to release this book and add that last portion to it Mm -hmm. uh about online you know because everything i was doing was one on you know you're right there at touch and feel and, and you transfer a spirit but you know, believe it or not, you can do the same thing. And how people can utilize uh, utilize their services, I mean, utilize the online platform, it's the same way. That create a community for your clients. You know, a lot of times stylists, uh, and, and, you know, I'm being truthful and upfront with you. I'm, I don't want to candy coat anything, but a lot of times I see stylists wanting to uh, shine in front of their peers and not in front of their clients. So I think on this go around, we want to utilize this platform for our clients. So that's what I want to speak to the stylists and say, hey, or the barbers, create a community, an online community for your client, make it a once a month thing, make it a weekly thing, and just talk about different uh, solutions to different problems and challenges that your clients face. What you're going to notice in the chat side of it is that you're going to see where people will say, hey, when my hair is having this issue, 
what should I do? And believe it or not, there's going to be two or three of your other clients that's going to be on that same issue that was scared to act. And you're going to be like, oh, well, you know that shampoo I used on your hair? It was, you know, shampoo A, conditioner B, and the treatment C. That's what you're going to need. And that's going to do X, Y, Z to your hair. And guess what? And at the end of that, um, of your segment or throughout it, you want to let people know, hey, you can order online. Click this link. <laughs> Whether you're dealing with me or whoever you get your products from or your tools from, always have things readily available. Do not go into it saying, okay, I'm just going to have one or two uh products or tools because I just don't know how that's going to work. Please believe if you believe in yourself and you're committed and you're excited about it, I'm not telling you to have a thousand pieces, but have 20 challenge yourself and say, you know what? I'm going to order 20 of these things. I'm going to talk to my clients. And as long as you know, these are tools and products that your clients really do need, you're going to be more successful than you can actually believe. You're not going to be able to process how quickly the sales are going to just start ringing in, but you have to listen to your clients' challenges. It can't just be you saying, oh, this is what I see. Ask them how they're feeling. You know, what do they feel like? What do they see when they look in the mirror? So once you start that communication, people love talking about themselves, and then you just shut up, let them talk, and then you feed into what they need, and then you give them a little bit of what they want, too. So (laughs) you can increase your sales that way, but Online, I definitely would tell people to prepare now because of with the transition of power in the office, uh, we may have a shutdown. So the first time they call us off guard. So you can chalk that up to you didn't know. This time, is this shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's like we're we're definitely not in a I didn't know kind of mode. So <laughs> it's all around us all day, every day. So one of the things, there's a couple things that I like that you talk about in the book that relate to, you know, it's like I'm a former salon owner and, you know, salon and spa and all that good stuff. And one of the things is attitude. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so tell me, like, what do you mean by attitude? Because I think it's, you know, the saying goes, you know, it determines your altitude, your attitude determines your altitude. Yeah, yeah. most most definitely. Uh, your your attitude plays, and I sometimes people think of this as common sense, but common sense is uncommon. Mm-hmm. Is is you know they're like, who does that? And sometimes you unknowingly do it because when you're going through a lot at home, uh, when you have personal issues going on, you wear on your face in your mind. You're like, nobody knows what I'm going through. Everybody knows what you're going through. And if you're a social media junkie, everybody knows what you're going through because all of a sudden you start doing quotes. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> you start putting your emotions out there and you start believing in your own hype. Like, so what I've seen, when I say attitude, I've seen some stars who start believing in their own hype that they were just the best and it was a privilege for their clients to be coming to them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I would see these transactions where it's like, you know, they just start treating them like it was their child. You know, yeah, come on in, sit down. And and let me just get to your hair. It it like all the customer service went out of the window. All the professional went out of the window. And and that's what I meant when I said attitude. That your attitude of what you're going through actually translated over to your client, which made them and they sense that. And even though you might be doing a great job, they are actually probably at that particular time looking for someone else, looking for a referral. So your attitude can actually cost you your business. So. I always tell people, leave your attitude at the door, leave your personal problems at the door. Uh, 
it's your time. It's actually your client's time to sit down and let them vent to you. They may be going through something. And I talk about that in the book as well. Like, don't have your client come in talking about a problem and all of a sudden you start talking about, yeah, you too. And then all the power is their problem. And they're, then they're, they're counseling you. And that's right. So you should be the counselor uh, and the instructor. So that's what I meant when I said attitude. I've seen, seen that where the styles has come in or the attitude amongst teammates, people who's working in salons and they're not vibing and jailing. And you have some messy clients who throw a little gas on it. <laughs> y'all not talking. Y'all was laughing and stuff last time. What's going on? And because you can't help yourself, you start letting your clients know it's a problem. Right. So it can it can fester throughout. And a lot of times your clients don't want to come to a messy establishment and they just won't come. Uh, too. So I, I've seen it all. I mean, we that could be a whole segment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I resonated with, you know, when you say leave everything at the door, it's like, that's exactly what I told my stylist. Yeah. Basically, the, the clients have problems and two, they do not want to hear yours. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so definitely, I think that's like really um, key. And, and we actually had someone I found out was like uh, telling everybody it's like that she and her, her kids didn't have a place to stay and this and that. And I was like, uh-uh. Right. No, <laughs> never. It's like, do not have that conversation with any client right. ever. <laughs> and so, yeah, there's all kinds of things that go on. And I think sometimes people just don't realize the effect that it has. And yeah, so I think when you say shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it affects your bottom line, because if you start sharing uh, personal incidences, as you say, with the stylist saying, hey, you know, incidences where, where it could be bills or I, I could pay my rent and you legitimately may need to increase your prices because it's time to increase your prices. Guess what the client's going to think? Mm-hmm. Oh, you increase your prices because you just bought that new car. You increase that price because you said you could pay your rent. And, and so. You can share too much. And I talk about that in the book, too, about three. If this book, Shut Up and Close the Deal, it's, it's personable. It's, it's right. true stories that I even experienced that people shared too much of their personal, you know, what they had going on. And I felt mm-hmm. like I was being overcharged because of that. Right, right. Yeah. And that definitely, I mean, I think we've probably all been in some type of experience like that where it's like, like you say, your scam radar goes up. Exactly. <laughs> not right here. So, yeah. So, so definitely to be aware of your attitude in so many different ways. So I love, you know, how you broke that down for us. And um, with taking things personally. Okay. That is something that I see a lot. have seen, you know, definitely through the years, but definitely see a lot on social media as well. Um, there's a quote here. Um, and this is from chapter four. It says sales are contingent upon the attitude of the salesman and not the attitude of the prospect. Right. I hear so many stories. It's like, do you believe what my client did? You know, <laughs> right. so have you had that experience where they're actually almost, you know, you were sharing a little bit about that, but almost getting rid of the clients. Because when you go on social media and put it down, everybody's your cheerleader. Like, oh yeah, you should just fire her and where she, you know. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And and you you just get caught up in the moment with uh, sharing too much. You know, you know. Again, what takes place in the salon or with your client, 
uh, should stay right there uh, because you, you just don't know this world is so small and you just don't know, uh, you, you know, you could be talking, you could even be sharing this information with your, with the stylists that work with you. And then all of a sudden you're no longer working with them. Guess what is left with them? That conversation you had about X, Y, Z client. Right. And guess what? All of a sudden you will see your client with that stylist that used to work with you. I wonder how that happened. <laughs> I wonder what conversation took place. Right. So, uh, you just you you really have to keep it professional and and what's between you and your client stays mm -hmm. between no matter how crazy it is, right? Uh, and no matter what you have going on, and no matter what they have going on, that was uh, a personal conversation between you. Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, talk to us a little bit more as far as the emotions. It's like hairstylists I've seen. You know, we really take things personally. It's like we provide a really personal service, and we get to know our clients on a different level than a lot of other type of service providers. So it's like it, you know, it is kind of family. It is kind of personal. And when something happens or they say, no, I don't want to buy it, you know, it's like, yeah. how you do we have to? Yeah. And, and yeah. You can't, yeah. And, and when you look at something like that, this is a, this is a really good topic uh, because I, I mentioned in the book, no, doesn't mean forever. It just means right now uh, you could have failed at really explaining the function of maybe the product. You could have failed at explaining why this person needed to get this treatment. So if they say, no, look at it, it's like, yeah, you know what? I need to go home and practice some. I know this person really needed these products. I know they really needed this treatment. And when they said, no, I took it personal. And you shouldn't. You need to practice your craft. Your craft is not only just doing hair. Your craft is selling you, selling your services. So shutting up and or just being quiet and listen to the client ask them have notes that's what i have in the book is a checkoff with have notes on what it is that if i have mickey coming into my salon i'm i was, i'm gonna have some questions hey you know what's going on how you been sleeping what's you know what's going on in your day-to-day -day routine what challenges what are we trying to achieve here what that's going to do is give you information that if you don't sell it the first time and then you're taking notes on this you should be able to get that client the second time. I was always told that when I went out cold calling in my very early years of selling, that they, I was told I would have to put out 100 business cards to get five clients. Mm -hmm. So if you look at that analogy right there, I, you know, don't get frustrated because you talked to five people and all five said no. If I'm telling you that uh, you need to see 100 people <laughs> to get five, you need to prepare yourself for no's, but learn something from each no that you get. What did I say? What could I have done better? And some of you uh, have clients that are very honest. You have a really good relationship with them. Mm -hmm. And just say, hey, you know, I'm really trying to, you know, expand my business. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to push some sales in here. The retailer is going to help my clients out. And ask only maybe one or two clients. You can ask more than that and just say, I know you said no, but could you tell me, you know, what was your reason for saying no? I mean, you know, and some of your clients are going to be open and honest with you and say, you know what? I, I just, you really just didn't share with me enough to steal. You, know, you didn't sell me on why I needed to spend more money. I'm already paying you a hundred dollars. You said this additional service is going to be another $75. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you, you just didn't convince me to buy it. But, you know, Mickey, you and I had a little sidebar conversation earlier talking about how we all, and you shared it earlier too in your comment, in your intro, on so many times we left the house without 
you know, plan on spending anything, and we spend $100 or $200. We all are guilty of that. Right. The same thing happens in the salon. If you're good at selling and you practice that craft, which I have bullets in that book, if you practice it, you would be effective enough that your client may have came in and say, hey, they intentionally to spend $90 for a relax or whatever it is you charge. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you, if you talk to them and explain to them why they need to buy this, you will get another $100 out of them. I do it every day, all day. And I, and I can sleep at night because I'm selling people something I know that's good for them. I'm not hustling. I'm selling you something that I know that you're going to see the benefits from. Right. And you know you're doing it from the heart. You know that what you're doing is right. You're not upselling someone because you want a new car or purse, things like that. You're going to drop the ball. But when you're passionate about it, that transfer of spirit is going to go over to your client. They're going to know that you care. Especially, imagine you being a, a customer and a person, salesperson that came to you and you and you just couldn't sell them on whatever it is you're selling. They say, you know what? I can appreciate your honesty. You, you, know, you said you didn't want to buy, but could you just give me some feedback on was there anything I could have did different to make you buy? And that right there would, they may turn around and say, you know what? What do you have for 5 or $10? Whatever it is, and buy for you because they see that you are passionate about, uh, you really want to make that sale. You really believe in that they needed whatever it was that you needed. So you, you have to communicate with your clients. You, you have to let them talk, let them express to you. What they need. So that's a really great point. And I really think that we do need to have more of these, you know, like open, honest conversations, which can feel like hard conversations. I'm putting myself out there for you to say, well, you were just horrible, you know, (laughs) (laughs) kind of what we fear, you know. (laughs) And so, how do we take ourselves? into a space. And I, I find it especially true for, you know, our younger stylists, the millennials and the Gen X and all of that, yeah. that, you know, they grew up on the cell phone texting. Yeah. They don't yeah. necessarily know how to have a real conversation, yeah. um, which I think is where a lot of the miscommunication happens, you know, whether it's, you know, a client that doesn't like a style or a hair color or whatever it may be, how do we take ourselves, you know, what skills do we need? How do we practice? having some of these tougher conversations oh no that's it and because i talk about my daughter my daughter's my guinea pig i mean she's she's not a young young but she came up during that generation uh-huh. uh, with the text of the cell phone the attention span is about three minutes that's it like she wouldn't even stay on this it yeah. would have been done the first three minutes she would have been gone so the i would recommend for them because the social skills are not there is to create a uh a, you know a google survey just some type of survey where they can actually text that link to the client. And then a lot of times you're going to get better feedback that way too, because it's discreet. Uh, You know, people won't, you know, they feel better. They don't have to look you in the face and you just send that out. Uh, I've told people in the past uh, that you're going to get even better feedback. If you put a suggestion box out there where they feel like their, their paper is just mixed in amongst other papers. They don't need to put their name on it. You know, how could I have done it better? Uh, that way is a non, you know, not a face-to-face, but at least you can get some type of feedback. So for those younger generation folks, I would say use that social, use the links, the Google links, Google Docs to create a uh, survey or just actually have a paper survey, a little box within their um, establishment for people to fill it out. Put it in the bathroom, put it in the drying room, put it somewhere where they feel like nobody's going to know it's them. <laughs> right. What you need to do is after they come out of the bathroom, you just don't happen to go in the bathroom right behind. Oh, that's Miss <laughs> said that. <laughs> the nerve of her. Right. 
you did. I mean, you know, in sales, and, and I don't think a lot of uh, barbers or, or stylists look at themselves as salespeople, but you are. I mean, you got your client based off something you said or something you did. Mm-hmm. It's selling. Right. And you need to, that's just, you know, rejection is just part of it and just get comfortable with it. You know, I hear Will Smith and a lot of other celebrities say, you know, get comfortable with failing. Uh, Les Brown says, you know, fail forward. That's true. Just get comfortable with it to the point that they don't even frighten you anymore. Okay, if they say no, that's okay, but you have to go in with confidence, expecting a yes. But if you get no, okay, next person up. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think that is something that it feels like it could be so crushing to hear something from yep. one person that we feel like we won't ever, you know, yeah. cover and get up and talk to another person. Yeah. It's like online dating. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't want to ask Mickey out for a dance because she might say no. <laughs> that's, just uh, yeah, that's a good example. And and I, I like the, the surveys. I think that is a really good solution for people, you know, and, and I encourage people to really actually you know, maybe role play and have some of those conversations, yeah. harder conversations that they may not feel comfortable with. But I think the surveys are a great way to get the feedback. And yes, if they look doing Thanksgiving to be a good time. If you are around family and friends, those are going to be your most honest people. You <laughs> and this is why I would never buy from you. <laughs> you you need that. You 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 supposed to welcome that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So if you have siblings that uh, will tell you, right you, you, you can sell them, you can sell anybody. Be a much better salesperson. Yeah, don't pick grandma and mama. Nobody right, right. Like, you did good. No, get get Uncle Pete. You know, get that cousin that you fought all the time. When you right, know. right. That's the ones you want. They'll tell you the truth. Right. <laughs> yes, uh, good, good suggestions. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> with the rejection and uh, well, actually, before we do more on rejection, you mentioned a really good, good point with the, you know, the client that comes in, she's spending a hundred dollars on her hair. And then, you know, you're a lot of times as a stylist afraid yes. that they don't have enough money to spend anything extra for something else that you might suggest or recommend, whether it be a product or a service. Right. So how do we handle that, which is all, you know, in terms oh, yeah. You cannot. Uh, that's one of those scenarios I speak about. Uh, you can't judge that book by, by its cover. Uh, a lot of times we your client beat you to the sad story. You know, oh, man, you know, my car broke down and, and oh, man, my kids. But then you will see that same client taking a trip somewhere. You see that same client maybe roll up in a new car, but they just gave you this sob story on how life was just so cruel that you bought into the hype that you're like, oh, no, they don't have no money. With me, I never thought that. I have some of my biggest clients today that when I started off in sales in the, in the beauty industry, uh, that they might have just spent $5 with me. Some people would just, other salespeople would pass them up. And then after a while, I mean, I, I'm just committed like that. And you have to stay committed. And those those $5 clients end up being, you know, spending a few hundred dollars with me because I, I stuck with it because I didn't judge the book by the cover and I'm not going to let you give me these sob stories. I know you need this service. I know I know enough about you. And that's what I, I want the stylists and barbers to understand is that when you communicate with your clients, you're like, oh, she works at a bank. She works at the hospital. She's a receptionist. She's a hostess. 
this person always wants to look good. So guess what? I'm like priority over everything. I just have not sold them on that. But because they told you about their personal lifestyle concerns or issues, we decided to say no, they didn't need any more. And 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 I that is so far from the truth. So when that client comes in, uh, you should always do this. So let's just rewind it back. I mean, unless it's a walk-in, you somewhat couldn't prepare for it. But 90, probably 90 to 95% of the clients that you're servicing on a weekly basis are people that you knew was coming. If they, if you know they're coming, you already know their history, you know their problems. So you need to write down a note before they come in there saying, okay, Miss Jones, again, I'm using thinning as an example. She's coming in for a regular shampoo and style. She's coming in like for that, you know, shampoo and style that might be $45, $50, like maybe one of your more cheaper services. But you know good and well, Mrs. Jones needs this treatment. So somehow, some way, we need to set that up. We need to go ahead and, and, and create an atmosphere for Mrs. Jones. What I always say is like the mirror, mirror on the wall chair, that empty chair that might be sitting over there. I'm going to have every product and every service that Mrs. Jones needs sitting right out in front of her. And sometimes it takes you to have to give something and get something. So I may even just give this service away for free. Because I believe in the product, I know what this treatment is going to do, and I'm gonna do it so they can experience what this service is going to do for their hair. Mm -hmm. And I would let them know, hey, this is what I was telling you about. You know what? Because you've been a long time client, or whatever you want to come up with, or just because mm -hmm. I'm gonna do this service for you. I want to give it to you because I want you to see how different your hair is going to feel, how it's going to be easy for you to maintain and to manage it. And then you let me know. All I want in return, you don't have to pay me for. It. I just want your comments, your suggestions, your feedback on how did your hair truly feel after you got this service day one, two, three, four, and five. This is an additional $100 service that I'm giving to you for free. So you want to put value on it. <laughs> and that right there alone, I mean, I would I would be willing, if I'm a stylist, I'd be willing to pick 10 clients that I'm going to give complimentary services to them that I know they need, but they have just been reluctant for whatever reason to do it. And just give it away. And maybe they are going through a hard time, but I'm not going to let them know I'm doing this service compliment because they're going through a hard time. Because if you do that, every week is going to be a hard time. <laughs> no. <laughs> so that would be my suggestion to that client that comes in that, that's just kind of like that standard client that you know is going to just get a shampoo and style. They come in, they already know they're going to give you $50 or whatever your service is, and that's it. They will spend more money. They have more money to spend. We're in a credit card era. I take a card before I take cash. When people have cash, they count me. With a card, they'll swipe that thing. It could be $200. If it's on there, they're going to swipe it. <laughs> you just have to do your job with it. So I'm, I'm taking cards. Yeah. Right, and right. Yeah, absolutely. Card, they don't know what the limit is. They just go hit it. <laughs> yeah, but that's why the credit card companies put them out there because they know you spend more when you use them. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's a good point. So with the um, the consultation part, do you work with stylists on that part? Because I think a lot of times the clients are sitting down telling us what they need yeah. and what's going wrong with their hair. And, you know, I use the phrase order taker, you know, which yeah. is what I call it when, you know, it's like, you know, the client comes in, they say, oh, I want a haircut. It's like, oh, okay, let's go back to the ball. It's okay. like, I'm like, you can't even work at McDonald's, you know, because... <laughs> Right, they're right. going to train you. It's like if they come in and say they want a hamburger, it's like, what are they going to say after that? Oh, would you like fries and a drink to go with that? Correct. You know, there's always going to be something that is suggestively sold 
even at McDonald's that we're right. not even doing behind the chair. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I, I like your McDonald's analogy because if I, they could give away drinks all day long, you know, you, you, if you buy a sandwich and a fry, you're going to need a beverage to walk, wash it down with. Right. It just simplified it and just said, Hey, give me the number one. And I, and I challenge people all the time. You know, when you say McDonald's, you don't even have an idea that you're paying like $3 for some fries. The, the <laughs> bulk of the money isn't even in the burger or the drink. It's actually a fries, a medium fries, like two dollars. I'm telling on myself, but three dollars for like a medium fry. But when you package it together, the mindset is I can process giving me a number one versus you a la carton it so much because then people start counting. Oh, you want to relax? Oh, that's 75. Oh, you oh, you wanted that color. Oh, that's another 50 dollars. And people start freaking out. Right, you need right. to be prepared to say, hey. You, you know, you give me to get a relaxer, I can give you a color, but I do have this, you know, combo that I'm running for the month. I have this monthly special that includes your color, your relaxer, and a retail product. And then you just package it up, you know, save maybe five dollars out there because you know you can you can you can play with the numbers when you're doing a service. So a relaxer service, I can play with that number all day long, but when you have a product, that's an investment. So you need to make sure that your profit is right there with that. But with your actual hands-on physical service, you can play with that. So to simplify it, package up your packages. Look at your your um, you know appointment book for whether it's the week or for the month, and be like, man, you know, I got a lot of color clients that's coming in, a lot of relaxing clients. Whatever your chemical service is, that's your opportunity to go in and boom sell it. Because now I'm gonna package all that up. Oh, you know what? I have a color package this month. It includes this and this for this amount you're already getting the colors it's 10 more dollars and you need this and you can upsell that way and in their mind they don't feel like they're being targeted because nobody wants to feel like they were the fool like oh i was the one who fell for it you know <laughs> you want to you want to say hey this is for the week or this is for the month and package those services up and, and tie in your retail products or tools or whatever it is that you have in there that you're selling retail but you can always hide that cost in there. So that's why you can go to McDonald's and get a large Coke for a dollar. It used to be three dollars when they, right. they hide that cost in them fries. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I I, I want to give like a, a clap for the bundle. I think that's a, a fabulous <laughs> idea to put all of you know a couple services and some products and tie it all together so that it makes it so that you are um you know, servicing the client because it's yeah. like, you know, we're thinking like we're adding on or whatever, but it's like when that client looks in the mirror with those, you know, the highlights that you suggested with her color and mm -hmm. the care service, the care products that she needs to take care of it. It's like every time she passes the mirror, she's like, oh, wow. It's like, this looks right. so good. Mm -hmm. And they're thinking of you, you know, yeah. so it's not something that's like, so, you know, like a used car salesman type of thing. Right. <laughs> To the client, <laughs> correct. Yeah, I have I have a um, a uh, coaching client, and it's like I think she's on here, but uh, it's like we were talking about this uh, with with our last session where they do a lot of color. They are a color um, specializing salon, and you know we're looking at the retail like percentage wise. You know, like ten percent or so of the clients are maybe getting retail products. Correct. It's not bad, but you know, it's like I think you know, fifteen to twenty is a better margin. Way yes. But just thinking about it, it's like okay, most of your clients are getting color, and mm -hmm. 
that you know they're waiting what six six weeks or so in between Correct. so we know a hundred percent of them are shampooing their hair in between yeah. so of those people like where are they getting it from what are they using yeah. how is their hair when it comes back you know these are you know things that we don't always think about it's like what happened to those other 80 90 percent of people correct they go into the beauty supply store <laughs> uh -huh. yeah and and ordering online so how do we address those objections oh i can get it cheaper at the beauty supply store or i can go on amazon and order something right well th that's the thing think about this 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 is this should be like a smack in the face for anybody <laughs> i'm gonna let a picture outsell me oh picture <laughs> me. this book is not saying anything to me right it's just a it's just a picture online uh -huh. so somebody goes online that product is not speaking to them that product is not saying use it this way this way. oh with your head texture you need to comb it this it's not saying anything all these people are doing is just looking at the price oh she told me i needed a moisturizing shampoo so it moisturizes it's for five dollars it's for me <laughs> you have an opportunity that you're sitting with a person for an hour to two hours in some cases three hours and you can't sell them on you because at the end of the day i'm sitting there with you nikki you in my chair i'm giving you this personal attention i'm touching you here i'm showing you how you can wear this style this way this way mm -hmm. the products i'm using you know i'm saving you a step you know that you can come here and get it i'm showing you how to use it the whole nine so right it's deal i would always tell people when they would purchase my salon success book uh, and, and even with this book i'm like you get me with the book <laughs> value on me right so, yeah you can go online and go to the beauty supply store and buy this product maybe for five dollars but if you do that don't come to me asking me what happened to my hair no that's the person you bought it from i store a manager ask amazon right. but when you buy it from me you get all of that warm and fuzzy feeling in that consultation on if something did go wrong i'm gonna stand by the product i sold you show you how to use it how it's effective you know the main ingredients in there how it's beneficial to your hair amazon and the beauty supply store is not going to do that so yes convenience store prices are higher because they're convenient to your community my prices are higher because I'm giving you this concierge service. Mm, I like that. Because like at 7-Eleven, if we stop by 7-Eleven to pick up some milk, we know it's going to cost more than if we go to the grocery store. Correct. Yeah. So <laughs> it is it, convenience. Yeah. So it's, it's it's convenience. But I look at it as a concierge more so than I was using it as a analogy. But I like using a concierge because I don't want to devalue uh, mm -hmm. what it is. You know, my concierge is that I'm... Um, I'm knowledgeable of what I'm doing, not really because I'm convenient. It's right. because I have this thing packaged up where it's like going to a medical, you know, facility. I'm mm -hmm. not just gonna give you a prescription. Right. You. <laughs> but it is both because yeah. it's like you're there already. Correct. That's true. <laughs> that you're absolutely right. Like Walmart. You, you can get everything done at Walmart. Your car, yeah. everything, healthcare, eyes, nails. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was thinking about uh, you know a time when I went into to um, Walmart. It was around this time, around Thanksgiving time, and it's like, oh, I just need to run in and pick up two things. And twenty items later, I'm at the uh, <laughs> the checkout stand. And one of the times I went in there, I had gathered up so many things because I didn't take a cart 
because I was just running in and it's like, I'm like ambling back with my arms full, trying not to drop stuff. And the, right. the, the greeter's like, did you need a cart? And so, right. <laughs> so just imagine, you know, all of these scenarios, which we are very familiar with for ourselves, your clients are familiar with that for themselves. And yeah. it's like, they are used to that. You know what I mean? It's like, that. it's like, there's going to be something that's, going to make their life, you know, better, make them feel better, make them look better, all of these things. And we just have to, you know, the opposite of your book, open our mouths sometimes. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so tell us as far as, you know, like, um, what is it? Black Friday is coming up. So we're okay. super close to Black Friday. So it's probably too close to do anything for that, but maybe not. But we still got the whole holiday, the rest of the holiday season. Right. There are some things that we should be thinking about looking at right now to make um, the end of this year really strong and kind of create some momentum for going into next year. Yeah. Typically without COVID, I, I was not a big fan of people doing promos for the holidays. Mm -hmm. and, and the reason why is because I'm like, this person is going to get their hair done anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, what they going to not come to me because I'm not doing a special and they gotta they have to be in the Christmas play or the or right. <laughs> why am I about to discount a service that you know that they're going to pay for? Actually, you lose money during the holidays because you're doing so much discount. I feel like during this time though, uh, because of COVID, things change. You have to adjust. You have to shift. So I'm not going to stick with my normal because this is not normal. Uh, that you can take advantage of Black Friday. Uh, I, I feel like any entrepreneur out there, any business person uh, should utilize Black Friday uh, for the simple fact that you could, whatever you're pushing on Friday, even if you learn it tonight, whatever you push on Friday, it can still be good. You know, it expires December 31st. So they can utilize the coupon or whatever it is that you want, the special that you're planning on uh, utilizing. So it goes right back to what we just talked about, Mickey, was that, those packages and those combos right now would be the time for that. Hey, take advantage on this Friday or this weekend, starting out the Thanksgiving for the next five days, go to my website or go to my social mm -hmm. media page, wherever it is. And if you don't have that, this should be your time like tonight to establish your social media page, whether it's Facebook or internet, where a person has a place to go to click a button and purchase. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so you can utilize the postal service or whatever and mail it off. Make sure you have inventory. It's not fair to your clients who believe in you to say, hey, I want this product. You just wasn't expecting people to buy. So now you're telling people, hey, it's going to be after Christmas when you get it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, have, have some type of, uh, you know, inventory before you do launch something. But again, I definitely would encourage people to use this Black Friday, whether it's a service uh, or look at services. This is what I like to tell people. Cosmetologists is a license to do so many things, but so many people just focus on one thing. They either like, I'm good at relaxers or I'm good at weave. Um, but you can do so much more and you're missing out on that opportunity your clients don't know. So this will be the tip I give you. Out of the 10 services that you are certified and licensed to do, pick maybe five of them that you really don't even do that often, but you can and you don't do them that often because people don't know you can do it. Run those especially. Uh, something that's really not going to cost you a lot of money, but just run it as a special. That's going to be a gift that gives back to you in January. So what you're doing now within these next 30 days, you're going to pay it forward. You, so you're doing something now to give you a little bonus money in January. Because January is typically tight in the beauty industry. The last two weeks of December, 
because your clients are just like you. They tight because they like, hey, I ain't trying to spend money because I got to buy holiday gifts. You know, I have to do certain things. And with COVID, people may be a little tight anyway. Then you go into January, which things are sometimes already a little tight. And people normally this thing doesn't kick into overdrive until about February when tax return time comes. Mm -hmm. So two weeks after Christmas, you know, so you have about a good 45 days that it's going to be a drought on top of what we already experiencing. Because people are feeling like, you know, people are feeling a little down because of COVID. You know, the money's not there. People are having to be in food lines that they typically wasn't in. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that you need to give away services. By all means, you know, your your rent is still due at the end of the month. So you still need to get your money for your services that you're doing. But I am saying that you want to run specials now that people can cash in on during the times when you're typically slow. So even if they're not spending now, you can get the money in January when you may not be peaking uh and you're waiting for february to come so it's just kind of like my little rule of thumb making what i got in this uh, making when i got in this uh industry that i've realized that february march and april are like peak season and mid may june july typically a little slow uh sometimes even august and then september so it's like six months you're eating six months you're not eating uh Mm -hmm. and, and that six months that you're not eating you can eat if you were able to store those those nuts, you know, like a squirrel, <laughs> right? To get it and took and split that nut and you know split that that food <laughs> in half, <laughs> you was able to split that sandwich in half and you ate a little bit now, but you put a little bit away for later, and you were able to, you know, manage right. your funds that way. Uh, but sometimes people just think that it's going to be oh I'm peaking I'm making money now. No, every business has a slow season. Every business, I don't care what business, all of them. Have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely believe in planning around those, you know, hills and valleys. So it's yeah. like increase the, the valleys so they're yeah. not as deep or not, maybe not there at all, depending on what right. you put together for your clients. But we do have a really uh, interesting question and I appreciate everybody that's here and everybody I'm seeing your um, messages and stuff coming up. So I'm going to try to get a few of those out. But this one, I think, was something I was thinking about as well. Um, anyone not booked up this week because of COVID-19? Some clients are afraid to come in because of it. Um, and that's here by Jewel Salon. So thanks for that question. Okay. But um, we do have clients that are not coming back in yet. They're not, you know, feeling comfortable. There's clients that are, you know, they may have used to come in every couple of weeks, but now they're stretching it out a little bit more. They're at home. They're, you know, for various reasons, they may be caretakers and homeschooling and all that kind of stuff. And so it's not as easy for them to navigate. So what can you help us with, with taking care of those clients that are not coming in the salon? Perfect. This is where you're going to make more money than you did working in the salon. Uh, (laughs) This is where, just like you're on Zoom right now. I mean, we have 90 year old people that's on Zoom. Mm -hmm. Teach your client. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to create a package. So every client that may tell you, hey, I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't want, I still don't feel comfortable coming in. <laughs> Those are the clients that I would write down a list of. Every client that has not come back because of COVID. You want to do, I would do an individual personal call. It may not be okay with getting on a group call, but I would do a Zoom so I can look at their hair. So we're going to do some WebMD on them right now. <laughs> okay, I want you to get in front of your client, you know, you can this is the package deal. Let me see your head. I have Ms. Jones to bend down. Let me see the top of your head. Turn to the left. Turn to the right. Pull your hair. Stand. Let me see the elasticity of your hair. Okay. This is what I need you to do. 
I have this package right here with these products that, you know, it's, you know, it's this, this, and this. Get a comb, Miss Jones. I'm going to show you how to wrap your hair at night. Get your flat iron that you're using, okay? This spray right here, Mrs. Jones, I want you to mist it one or two times. Then I want you to flat iron it down like this. That's how you're going to make your money from the people who don't want to come in. You can show them how to. They can never do their hair like you, so don't get scared. They already not coming in anyway. So what do you have to lose? So <laughs> show them how to maintain their hair at home. Women were not birthed with a flat iron and, and did not have some genetic thing, disposition where they, they know how to do their hair. If you show them how to maintain their hair at home, your retail sales will allow you to make more money off that client than you would standing behind a chair with your back and neck hurt. Mm-hmm. You actually would make more money reselling them the products. And then if you want to just really get fancy, not only the products, the hair care products, it's tools out there that you can order online. They can get it themselves. Think about this. You can go to that convenience store and buy a Coca-Cola, but you prefer to get it with your sandwich while you at McDonald's. You can take it <laughs> anyway. But right. it was just, you made it simplified where I can get everything in one and be gone. So, yes, even though you you may package up some tools with this with the shampoo or the hair products or what have you, that, yes, they could have went on Amazon and got it themselves, but they couldn't get this shampoo and conditioner or this styling aid. So you just made it simple, and it's coming straight from you, and you're going to make – that's guaranteed right there because that's what we did when COVID hit the first time. I know that works. Right. And I know people make a lot of money doing that right there. For those clients that don't want to come in because of COVID, don't sweat it. They still need products. That you, that's like saying, you know, you selling them soap and all of a sudden they're not buying soap from you anymore. You know they bathe in somewhere. They use using soap. Right. And they're here. I mean, we're not shut down like we were before. People just didn't have anywhere not to go. People are going out. I mean, clubs and bars are still open. They're going out. <laughs> right. And and even Zoom. I mean, a lot yeah. of people are working from home, but it's like you got to be on this camera and you that right there. <laughs> want it to be like all your coworkers are like, hmm, is that Susie? You know, so she looks a little different. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and to be honest with you, that's selling you right there. Your hair looks a little different. What did you do? Oh, my <laughs> stylist sent me this package, mm-hmm. and then you got your clients working for you right there. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Because the more your your name is out there, the more you're <laughs> actually uh, in the conversation. That's a really good thing. Yeah. So what do they say? It's it's um that thing about being in the news or being mentioned or what have you. It's always good. <laughs> <laughs> so um you shared so much with us. It's like, and there definitely is a lot that's um that's in this book. And it's it's smaller than I expected it to be. It's perfect because it's like a um, like a purse size is what I would yep. call it. It's like you can drop it in your purse and be able to pick it up. Um, there's several chapters, but most of them are just a couple pages, which is wonderful for a lot of us who don't love to read. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big reader, but I don't always get the time to read. So it's like yeah. this was great because I was able to to get uh, get it digested. And actually, I made lots of notes and underlines and circles and stars <laughs> yes yes yeah it's a whole different book than the one you sent me <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but i think that's the mark of using it and so i encourage you know any hairstylist any business owner because you don't necessarily have to be in the beauty industry for this this book these yeah. selling skills that he's sharing are universal and yeah. he worked with other entrepreneurs who are outside of the industry you can hear from his background it's like he's been in a lot of different businesses so he knows this works and um 
but I think, you know, go through it, read it. You can read it relatively quickly or you can kind of take the chapters, you know, one at a time, um, you know, maybe one a day or something like that, but then go back through it because yeah. there's depth in the, in the actual, um, you know, what he's sharing. There's more to it than meets the, the eye at first. And there's a few exercises, so I haven't done the exercises yet. But <laughs> don't skip those because that's what right, we right. like, Oh, that looks good. Yeah, I'll just re I'll come back, you know. But but make an appointment with yourself to come back and actually do the the exercises um, because I think it's like a skill. You know, we think of, you know, I'm not a salesperson. You know, a lot of times we hear that in the beauty industry. And, you know, we think that somebody was born with the selling gene, which, you know, obviously some people are better at at everything than others. Right. And so, you know, none of us were born with shears in our hands. It's like no. we all had to learn. We have some crazy looking mannequins to prove it, you know, that uh, <laughs> we chopped up and <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, that's not connecting anywhere. Um, so <laughs> it's just like, you know, learning hair color, learning cutting learning selling is one of those things that you know is part of i think our job description right so, yeah it's like i appreciate you you know sharing so is there you know we're I guess ready to wrap up shortly but okay. is there anything else that you feel like you know we need to know especially going into you know end of the year and beginning of the year well no i actually you 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 brought up an excellent point that i was going to close on was that the book is an easy read uh this day and time with like i said all of us attention span isn't there i was like you know you can make a 300 page book but why do that i didn't want people to get frustrated literally i tell people when they get this book if you dedicate at least an hour just you know because we blow an hour just doing nothing if you commit to at least an hour Hour 15 minutes tops, even if you're not an avid reader, you can finish this book in that period of time, or you can break it up however you want to do it. Mm -hmm. But I made it for that purpose that it is small enough that you can just throw in your purse. I made it, you know, to the point where you can take these bullets and apply it to your day to day. Uh, but at the end of the day, shut up and close the deal will definitely increase your profits. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and again, as, as I said in this call, you get me with the book. You can always go to my website, which, you know, Nikki, you know, was able to put at the bottom, the www.thomasfossettjr.com. You can send a message. I'm very passionate about what I do. I want to see you success because it means a lot to me when you are successful with the tools that I, that I uh, provide to you. So it means a lot to me. Um, after this, uh, like I said, Nick, I just want to thank you, Mickey. I don't want to thank you for the opportunity. This means a lot to me. I've seen a lot of your beauty superstars, and I'm like, I'm not on their level. Why, why? You know, <laughs> yeah. opportunity. So it means a lot to me. I love what you're doing. Uh, you're putting people out there that typically you may have to go to a trade. So you might spend thousands of dollars to go meet these individuals to get this information. And the individuals that I've seen thus far that you've interviewed are giving out a wealth of knowledge and people are able to get it for free right now. And I mean, you, that speaks volume about you because normally people would pay me <laughs> to, to do what I'm doing right now. Right. And I'm able to do it for free and I feel good about it. So please, uh, if anybody needs anything, contact me. If for whatever reason you, you can't get access to the web, contact Mickey. She knows how to get in contact with me on, uh, I do want to leave on this note, December, Seventh, I will have a webinar going on at on She Rain's Facebook page. That's for individuals like Mickey who's read the book and 
we'll have a you know a panel discussion for people to just kind of share their thoughts. You know, what did you think about like how Mickey did? She was able to pick certain chapters and was like, man, this, you know, where was you going with this? Or I like this. How can I apply it? So we're just gonna have a really good time. And then December 19th, I'm gonna actually have a book signing in St. Petersburg, Florida at the uh, African American Art Museum. So anybody who's purchased a book, maybe you purchased it online, uh, you know, from Amazon or Kindle. If you have this book, just bring it. That's your ticket in. You don't have to pay to get in. Just bring your book right there and uh, for it to be signed. If you do not have a book, that's your admission to get in. It's $20. The book is $20. You would pay $20 to get in, but a book comes with it. And then I will autograph your book there. So that's December 19th. So again, thank you. Please get your book. It's on Amazon. Go to my website. It's at the bottom of this screen. Uh -huh. And purchase the book. And December 7th from uh, 8 to 9. Well, yeah, 8 to 9 p.m. December 7th. We'll have a webinar. She reigns Facebook. And December 19th is a book. Spell that for us, where it's going to be held. Uh, at the, the African American Art Museum, or are you talking about the webinar we're doing December the webinar. Uh, webinar is she, she reigns s h e and then like reigns r a i n s she reigns okay perfect it's, it's that's on facebook yes facebook. and i have the flyer too uh on my website as well so if people okay. are not able to find it it'll be on there as well great great yeah that should be a wonderful discussion i definitely um i'm gonna try to mark my <laughs> calendar and be there eight to nine p.m eastern time yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I definitely want to thank you. It's like, this has been absolutely wonderful. It's like, like I said, I love the book and I love that you were here and able to just shed so much light on how we can make a difference with, um, yeah, I guess, first of all, who we are and how yeah. we're thinking about things because yeah. we're, you know, that kind of number one sabotager of ourselves. Right. <laughs> and just seeing ourselves in a different light, you know, that we can help our clients and at the same time, you know, profit and prosper. Um, from that, you know, without necessarily having to touch them, you know, or right. in addition to touching them and making them look and feel great. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, the stuff that you shared, you know, some definite gems. So I definitely hope everybody <laughs> was taking, taking some notes. And it's like, we've got, um, got several different, okay, uh, several different folks here. So um, Amelia Neal says, this book is helping me as I start to start my new business. I'm already implementing the suggested strategies and finding them extremely useful. Wow. And, Thank you. <laughs> and Nikki Hainer, I believe yeah, is how you yeah. pronounce it. Um, <laughs> um, she reigns Facebook. So thank you for that. Oh, okay. Does it have an E or it doesn't have an E? It does have an E on there. It does she have an E. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Love it. Thank you for that. And um, Connie, who's my, one of my coaching clients, love you, Connie. Okay. <laughs> uh, so thank you, Mickey, and thank you, Thomas. I said I will be buying the book for each of my team members. So awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to see those numbers just skyrocket. So right, 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 right. <laughs> I'm going to refer back to you. It all started here. Yes. yes <laughs> Beauty <wait>. superstars. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so we have an awesome thank you from Frechette Bradley. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, everybody that's been here. Lenitra Anderson has a thank you for us. Um, wow, it's like Thomas St. Jacques is here. And this, I think, is a nice way for us to maybe 
close it out. But the bottom line is clients have to trust and respect you as a hairstylist. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think you really, you know, pull that home for us. Yeah. And um, yeah. So thank you so much, everybody who was here, everybody who's listening on the replay on the podcast. Um, so don't forget about the podcast. And um, I'm going to actually... I'm going to put it in later is what I'm going to do, but we're on Podbean right now. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So um, the podcast is up and running and there are um, a few of the shows on there already. We'll be continuing to add to them. So maybe a minute before you hear this one on there, but um, stay tuned. Definitely love for you to subscribe. We've actually got it set up for a patron um, set up. So if you'd like to support us um, wow. starting with a dollar, dollar to $5 or more, if you'd like, um, each month will help us to be able to continue to bring this to you. All of these um, artists and entrepreneurs that we've had on, it's just been an amazing experience for me. I'm super excited about the direction that we're going. Um, this closes out our winning with, with the retail, um, winning the retail game month. And so I would love to hear, you know, you guys feedback, you know, what are some of your takeaways from all of the guests that we've had all month? It's like, we've had some phenomenal tips and tricks and getting us shifted and getting us prepared to really propel through the end of the year and get some momentum going into 2021. So I'd love to hear your feedback, you know, what your takeaways are, what you're implementing, what you've already implemented, what the results are. So share, share, share um, in any comment section on YouTube, on Facebook, on, you, know, you can message me directly on Instagram or Facebook or in our beauty superstars group. So thanks to all the group members. I know they're usually active on there, typing in lots of comments and stuff. So we appreciate it. And we're getting ready for December. So, which uh, feels unbelievable. Wow. So <laughs> it is next week, we'll be in December. And that month is dedicated to life changers, to people who are um, you know, doing what we do each and every day, but they've taken it to the nth degree in terms of using our purpose and our passion to really make a difference in the world. And so we'll be starting out with Mr. Chet Bennett, who is the um, proprietor of several different businesses. Um, I can't even keep up with everything he's been doing lately, but, but he's known for Bennett Career Institute, which is a beauty uh, cosmetology school in the Washington DC area. I think they have a barbering program as well. They have daycare, they have, they really, I mean, full service thought about everything and literally committed to the community and making sure that people get the education that they need to go out and create a fabulous career. Um, but he's also had his own personal experiences health-wise with um, having to, or needing to have a kidney um, transplant. And um, so he turned every, piece of that into another business. You know, he said your, your your skin gets really dry. So he created a cream. So it's like, he's got this, you know, going all over. Everybody's buying that up. Um, you know, when you get the, um, uh, I've forgotten what it is, but he created a shirt so you could look cool while you're getting the treatments. Now he has the kidney cafe where he's teaching you how, teaching all of us how to cook, how to eat so that we can avoid, you know, things like diabetes, um, high blood pressure and kidney disease that are killing us in addition to COVID. And so, you know, he's just a phenomenal uh, person, phenomenal entrepreneur, really heart, um, heart centered person. So I can't wait for you guys to meet him if you don't already know him and to get to know him a little bit better if you do. And we will be moving on with Denise Michelle, who started the Mentorship Academy and it has just exploded. And everyone that 
goes, comes back almost in tears, like, oh my gosh, this changed my life. <laughs> we can't wait to find out, you know, more about how she started it and where it's going. And I know she has some exciting things that she's that are already in the mix for, you know, what's next for her. So we'll be definitely talking with her and Carolyn Marshall Covington who has been a longtime friend of mine and she's made such an impact in this industry. She actually taught me weaving years and years ago um, before it was the popular thing that it is now. And um, she actually has lost most of her sight. And as a hairstylist, that is tremendous. Um, but she uh, did an interview and of course, you know, I'm sure she has her moments or what have you, but she did an interview. She's like, I got down for a little bit, but you know, I realized it's like, okay, my mind still works. My, hands still work, my feet still work. It's like everything's yeah. still working. And she is um, the person with the most vision, <laughs> I can tell you. But she's built several salons and trained so many stylists that are just top notch. She has. Uh, she was actually on the cover of the very first, um, what is it called? Black Passion Magazine. Uh, so anybody who's old enough to remember that. <laughs> Wow. Um, and she was she started there, but she also does products and she's just just um, a genius to me. And she still has just so much vision. And so we'll find out exactly what she's up to and kind of what that transition was like, because that's a really tough thing to go through. And we will end with Darius Peace in the year with Darius Peace, who is making some big noise in the natural hair community and helping people with their businesses, as well as, you know, creating his own techniques to share with other stylists. And he's just kind of a wealth of information and really making a, a I guess you could say like a new new school um, <laughs> natural hair community. So <laughs> um, I can't wait to to meet with all of them. And I hope you guys are kind of sitting on the, on the edge of your seats as well, wanting to connect up with them. So Stay tuned. Next next Tuesday at um, at 7 p.m. we'll be back. And of course, in between this is Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving yeah. to everyone. <laughs> yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, stay with your little pod, your family that lives where you live. You know, <laughs> wear your mask, social distance, wash your hands. We don't want another lockdown. So. <laughs> Yeah. So enjoy the holiday, but be safe, please, please, please yeah. see you back um, next week and next year and, and, and on and on. So um, we'll still, still be bringing you great information and please let us know like what, um, if there are certain artists that you would like for us to interview or ent entrepreneurs in the industry. Um, we're definitely taking suggestions, even though I have a list that is like five years long already, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> But we have some really great things for you planned for next year as well. So um, including maybe a few little things where it's um, some group settings as well. So we can do some panels. So stay tuned. Right. Thank you so much, Ricky, again. And you have a happy holiday as well. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thomas. We really appreciate everything that you shared. And um, definitely wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Have um We'll see you before Christmas, but um, definitely yeah. go and subscribe to the podcast, which is on Podbean under Beauty Superstars Talk or BSS Talk, T-A-L-K um, for short. So come check us out there, subscribe, and um, we appreciate you. So take great care. Everybody keep reaching for the stars. We'll see you next week.